Yeah, we back. A little bit more mellow vibe right now. You got it. Episode, we on 88 right now. Let's vibe to this Chris Brown though real quick. This man Chris Brown is really is really a goat for real, man. Okay, Kirby, right? This is timeless music right here that he's making. Episode 88, we getting closer to that 100. Definitely getting close to that milestone episode. on my queen's flip last episode at the beginning of the episode i was hype wanted to be aggressive too becoming more mellow this episode though way more mellow episode 88 is that is that a uh what they call it? Uh, um, angel number right there? 88, 44, 22. I think they call those angel numbers. But nonetheless, we back. You got it, episode 88. Right back at you. Told you we going bigger and better. Even bigger than we was last year. We going even bigger than we was last year. 2024 iconic big deuce foe but yeah man let's um we're gonna get into it man i'm sitting there watching this uh knicks versus chicago bulls game on abc and i believe this is the first uh abc wednesday night primetime game for the nba I believe they're going to start doing this every Wednesday, I guess, for the rest of the season. Um, And that's not a bad thing. You know, we got uh, Richard Jefferson, J.J. Reddick on the call, Stephen A. Smith, Malika Andrews. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
yeah, this is going to be all right, man. I, I feel like the NBA is, they keep finding ways to get more and more people to, uh, to watch the game, man. So I think anytime you can kind of, um, tap into what the fans want, which is, you know, of course we want primetime games. Now I'm not going to say that these teams are primetime teams, but this is still a primetime, um, Still primetime, though. Wednesday night, still primetime. Knicks looking pretty good right now. Clinton Grounds just for the finish. I will say this, though. I think, And I think I talked about this last episode, the Knicks acquiring OG Ananobi. To me, doesn't move the needle. I'm sorry. They're still a four or five seed at best. Um, First round, maybe second round potential. I just don't I just don't see them competing with Philly. I don't see them competing with the Bucks. I don't see them competing with the Celtics. Nor do I see them competing with the uh the Heat. So I mean, but you know, anything's possible, man. <clears throat> but I think a big three with Jalen Brunson, OG Ananobi, and Julius Randle to me is laughable. But Hey, to each his own. If, if if the Knicks think that's a big three, I ain't mad at it. But to me, that's not a big three. That's just me personally. I mean, they're kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say they're struggling with, with the Bulls right now, and the Bulls don't even have Levine. So the Knicks should really be winning this game by, I mean, they're up eight right now, so going to the, going into the fourth. But still, though, like, no Levine, they should be kind of blowing the, the Bulls out. But it's the NBA, everybody, you know what I mean? It's the NBA. Teams make runs. The Bulls are going to make their run. It's a game of runs. That's just how it is. Airball from Javon Carter. You don't expect to see that too often. But, uh, yeah, man, you got it. Episode 88, we back, man. <clears throat> um, I got a frog in my throat. I don't know from where or how it got there. But we got one. And I definitely want to – and I, I definitely got to start with – um, something I, I, I don't want to say I forgot, but I did not, um, I did not include it in my highlights of my year recap, I guess, because it's something I feel like I'm supposed to be doing, I guess that's why, but yeah, the, the, the biggest highlight of my year, um, 2023 was organizing the Turkey draft. Uh, in honor of my dad and distributing a hundred turkeys um to families in need. And I guess I kind of consider that I mean it that's definitely like a, to me that's a huge deal. That's a big deal. That's something that's not gonna ever go away. But to me I feel like that's something that I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't know. I just yeah but that but but that ultimately was the definitely the biggest highlight of my year. Um don't get it twisted. Uh, definitely Atlanta, New York, Detroit. Those were definitely, you know, big things as well. And I just, I, I feel like with the turkey drive, I feel like that's just something that I'm supposed to be doing. <clears throat> Anything to honor the legacy is something that I'm supposed to be doing. That's just how I feel. But um, yeah, so I, I did, I did kind of didn't mention that last episode. And I don't know, my reasoning behind it is, is, like I said, I feel like that's something that is just an automatic for me. 
you know so um but you guys for for you guys that are listening and, and tapping in that's something that you don't really know about or something that you wouldn't really understand the significance about unless I tell you about it so um but yeah so let, let's kind of get into what we go, we got going on um episode 88 man I don't even know where to start at right now. I guess we, I mean, we watch it. We watch the NBA hoops right now, but we got NFL weekend coming up and it's the last weekend in the NFL. There's a lot going on. Um, there's some important games in the AFC, uh, namely Indianapolis versus Texans, uh, Jaguars versus Titans, Bills versus Dolphins, Steelers and Ravens. And those games are going to have major playoff implications to them and i just kind of want to see exactly how it's going to shake out man but you know the colts and the texans the winner of that game is automatically in jaguars and titans if the jaguars lose they are out um steelers ravens if the steelers win they are in the ravens have already locked up the number one seed lamar jackson who should be unanimous mvp this year is not playing. Tyler Huntley is going to be starting. He's no slouch at all. Um, so that game is not going to be easy for the Steelers, for my Steelers. And we have the Bills and the Dolphins. And and I, the Dolphins, I mean, that game is at home. And I feel like the Dolphins should win that game at home. If it was on the road, I would kind of I would kind of be leaning more towards Buffalo. But with the Dolphins being at home, I kind of like the Dolphins in that game. I don't know why. Prayers, oh, oh, and prayers out to uh, Tyreek Hill, um, whose house caught on fire. Um, luckily, there was, well, I don't want to say luck, but there were no casualties. There was no incidents. Um, firefighters put the fire out pretty fast from my understanding. <clears throat> and, um, but yeah, just sending prayers to Tyreek Hill, man. You never want to have anything happen at your residence that's supposed to be your place of peace we always looking for uh you know a place that you can kind of call home and if your home catches on fire that's not a comfortable thing nothing about that is comfortable so um but you know we just want to send our, our thoughts and prayers to tyree kill man glad that oh, ac fresh with the steel i've been watching this game probably since the beginning of the third quarter i've seen alice caruso get his hands on Maybe four or five passes. He got a block shot. And AC Fresh, that's what he does, man. He's a defensive stopper. First team all NBA defense. Uh, active hands, deflections. That's just what he does. <coughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, back to the NFL though. So I, I we're gonna see what happens. The Jaguars, I think Trevor Lawrence is not playing. That kind of bodes well for the Titans, not good for the Jaguars. T.J. Stroud having an outstanding rookie year. I believe he is close to 4,000 yards passing. And he'll probably reach that against the Colts if he plays the whole game and doesn't get hurt. So we'll see what happens with that. I, and, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not even going to be front. I would like to see the Texans in the playoffs. Just for D'Amico Ryan's. Um, I would love to see him as a first-year coach get his team to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. I think that speaks volumes to what he's doing down there. And for Houston, it just means they got the they got it right finally. You know they've been kind of carouseling, carouseling through uh, 
carousel through coaches and they finally got the right coach. That's what that seems like to me. <clears throat> but um, Bills Dolphins, though, that's definitely, I think that probably is the game of the weekend. And I think there's a lot of stake. I mean, the winner wins the division, gets a home playoff game. The loser, uh, if Buffalo could potentially be out the playoffs, the Dolphins will still be in regardless, but Buffalo would then need some help to stay in the playoff picture. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. So we'll see. Saturday night, Steelers-Ravens, obviously a rivalry game, going to be very intense, regardless if the you know the backup is playing or not, but still going to be a very intense game, probably one of the top five rivalries in all of sports. Steelers Ravens. So uh, that's the early game Saturday, late game Texans and Colts. Uh, NFC side, I mean, I got to be real, man. I'm not really too. Quentin Grimes, bad shot, Quentin Grimes. I'm not really too excited about the NFC playoffs. <clears throat> I mean, I think we could. Oh, my goodness gracious, Patrick Williams with the tip dunk. Oh, they called it off. Oh, they called a foul. Okay, Scott Foster referring. You know, anytime he out there, anything can happen with him. Look at that tip dunk. Get up there and get it. Yeah, NFC playoffs. I mean, if, if I don't get a Final Four of 49ers, Eagles, and the rematch of Detroit and Dallas, I'm not really interested. I got to be real. I'm not interested, man. I think the Rams, they provide a little bit of intrigue just because they got Super Bowl pedigree. But other than that, though, I'm oh Patrick Williams, get up. Other than that, I'm not interested in the in the NFC playoffs, man. I don't really see it. the NFC South is a dumpster fire. Whatever team comes out, that division is getting blown out. Whether it's the the Saints or Tampa Bay, either way it goes, they're getting blown out. The Seahawks, I would like to see Seahawks get in just because of Geno Smith. Um, we definitely a Geno, big Geno Smith fan. Um. Other than that, though, man, I'm just not – I don't know. I mean, the NFC it just doesn't move, man. They got four strong teams. And if those four strong teams aren't at the end, then we've been robbed. The AFC, though, is wide open. Of course, the Ravens, they are the number one seed. But, I mean, Ravens, Kansas City, Miami, even though Miami does not show up in big games, Buffalo, if they get in, the Steelers, if they get in, they've been playing. We've been playing very well since Mason Rudolph has taken over our quarterback. We've been playing very well. Um, whatever team comes out the AFC South, I mean, it could be a, potentially be a problem. And of course, we got the Cleveland, and everybody's on this Cleveland hype train. I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not. I think the Joe Flacco train could. That pumpkin can, you know, that 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 thing can turn into a pumpkin at any given time, man. I think Joe Flacco, yeah, he's a veteran. He's playing well. But at the end of the day, I'm just not sold on Cleveland, man. I'm just not. I'm just not. Not with him at the quarterback helm. And anybody voting Joe Flacco for comeback player of the year over DeMar Hamlin has lost their mind. I mean, come on. We, like, we, we got we to gotta start, like, valuing life. This man, DeMar Hamlin, almost died on the field last year. And he's back playing, fearless. That's If that's not a comeback player of the year, I don't know what it is. 
I don't care if Joe Flacco was on the couch. Julius Randle, big time three from the corner. Big time three from Julius Randle. I don't care if Joe Flacco was on the couch and he was, you know what I mean, whatever, watching his kids and, and driving a soccer mom van. I don't care. DeMar Hamlin is the comeback player of the year. It shouldn't even be close. The man almost died on the field. Like, so, I mean, all this, should Joe Flacco be the comeback player of the year? It's it, To me, it's just nonsense. It's rhetoric, and, and I'm, I'm not here for it at all. I'm not here for it at all, man. I just feel like with DeMar Hamlin's situation and what he went through and what he had to endure, overcoming that, there's no comparison to me. There's no comparison to me at all. So, but Cleveland, I'm not sold on them, but I feel like the AFC playoffs is going to be, um, there'll be interesting games from the wild card all the way to, you know what I mean, all the way up to the uh, conference championships. I don't feel the same way about the NFC. I just don't. So, um, with that being said, let me kind of get into my top five uh, NFL teams going into the last weekend of um, of the season. And I got coming in at number five. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know people are going to say, why you got the Chiefs there? Patty Mahomes is why I got the Chiefs there. Uh, that's obvious. It's Patrick Mahomes. Anytime that he is, is on the field and he's healthy, they are a top five team for the most part until somebody knocks them off. Coming in at number four, I have the Dallas Cowboys. I know people are going to say, why you don't got Detroit? Detroit got hosed. Understandable. But the Cowboys have been playing good ball. They've been playing very good ball to me, and I feel like they are one of the top, I say six teams left. I say they're one of the top six or seven teams left in football, so I'm, I'm going to put them at number four. Coming in at number three, I am going to go with the, and I don't really want to do this, but I am going to do it. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I still kind of believe in them for some reason. I don't know why, but I still kind of believe in them just a little bit. And I know they haven't been playing good ball recently, but there's always time to get it together. I think NFL season is a long grind. Anytime, you know, you're going to go through ups and downs, trials and tribulations, which I think the Eagles are going through. Can they right that wrong? Yes, they can. But they have not been playing good ball. But I still feel that they're a little bit better than the Cowboys. And I feel like they're a little bit better than the Lions. So coming in at number two, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 49ers, still strong. Still not sold on Brock Purdy just yet. Okay, next Wednesday, we got the Pelicans and the Warriors. Warriors. That's a little bit better game um, than the game we have tonight. But, yeah, I just feel like the 49ers – if Brock Purdy, they're still there, even though I'm still not sold on Purdy, the rest of the team is strong. The rest of the team is very strong, and I come in at number one. Okay, Richard Jefferson, get up. Coming in at number one on my top five list, I have the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, uh, unanimous MVP. They are playing some good football. They are. 
the Ravens, they should be the favorites. I mean, they've beaten Super Bowl contenders the last two weeks. They beat the 49ers, and then they beat the uh, the Dolphins. Um, they've looked pretty strong. They look very strong the last couple of weeks. I mean, that game against the 49ers, I mean, that, that said a lot to me about where Baltimore is at. So, um, but that, yeah, that's my top five right there, man. That is my top five teams right there. Kansas City, Dallas, Kansas City, Dallas, uh, Philadelphia, San Fran, and the Baltimore Ravens are my top five teams right there. And you know what? Let me, yeah, we got it. We got to stop acting like Lamar Jackson is really not that dude, man. Clap it up for Lamar Jackson just one time, man. We got to, man. Got to stop acting like he's not that dude. We'll make it clap. Unanimous MVP. At least he should be. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, They did kind of put out the Pro Bowl list. Julius Randle. I was about to say Julius Randle on fire out here. They did put out the Pro Bowl list. Um, I ain't really too intrigued with that, but three Steelers made the list. Killer Brew, TJ Watt, and... Who was the, the last person to make the list? Um, Chiefs Louise, I can't remember. It was, it was Miles Killebrew, TJ Watt, and we had somebody else make the make the Pro Bowl um, skills challenge, but well-deserved. And, and for anybody that doesn't think that TJ Watt should be Defensive Player of the Year, his stats say so. Say so. They're better than Micah Parsons. They're better than Miles Garrett. I understand Miles Garrett is on the best defense. Uh, on um, in the NFL, Cleveland, strong defense, very strong defense, but his stats just aren't better than T.J. Watts. So I'm I'm just I'm just not here for that, man. I'm just not here for that at all. So, um, T.J. Watt, defensive player of the year, should be an automatic for real. Should be an automatic. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, though, um, Patrick Mahomes' brother got his charges dropped uh, for his court case, so that's kind of a win that's kind of a, a distraction that Kansas City does not need right now so I'm glad that that's kind of taken care of and they can kind of move forward from that um yeah man but that that's kind of where we at NFL wise man oh and oh wait a minute we got to talk about this too because this is major this is really major Odell Beckham, there's reports that I don't I, I can't cite my source on this right now because I don't have it in front of me right now. But there are reports that Odell Beckham has rented a yacht for the Ravens players prior to uh the playoffs starting and we and prior to the last regular season game. Now we all know what happened last time Odell was on a yacht prior to a playoff game with the Giants. It did not go too well. Now, as a Steelers fan. I'm I'm kind of happy about that, but as someone that you know likes Lamar Jackson and wants to see Lamar Jackson do good, I'm not happy about that, Odell. You don't need to do that. Why are we doing that? Why are we renting yachts before the playoffs, Odell? I don't understand that. I really don't, especially after all the backlash you got from the last time that you were on a yacht. Now, so I'm kind of conflicted in the situation. As a Steelers fan, I'm happy. Go ahead, rent the yacht all you want. As a Lamar Jackson fan, I'm not happy. Lamar Jackson, don't get on that yacht. Okay? 
Lamar Jackson, do not get on that yacht with Odell Beckham, man. I'm I'm begging you don't get on that yacht. Please don't. Cause we don't I don't because we just don't know, man. We just don't know. I mean, the 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 history of um Odell Beckham and yachts prior to playoff games is not good. Lamar Jackson, do not get on that yacht, man. Please don't do it. Um Yeah, the Knicks Knicks are looking strong right now, man. I don't know why, but I mean, but they're still they're still a four or five seed in my eyes. Regardless of how you look at it, they're still a four or five seed. I mean, you know, Jalen Brunson is great. He's gritty. He's going to make the plays that need to be made. But at the end of the day, though, four or five seed, first round exit, maybe second round, potentially, maybe. I don't know. We'll kind of see. Now, I did see something that intrigued me uh, online. It was a start, bench, and cut with Tyrese Halliburton, SGA, and John Morant. Hmm, AC fresh with the behind the back step back. Don't hurt him, AC. Yeah, I did see something that intrigued me. It was a start bench cut, Tyrese Halliburton, SGA, and John Morant. Then I got to be real, man. Halliburton has been playing some good ball ever since the end season tournament. He's been playing some good ball. I think over the last what three games, he has sixty six assists and four turnovers. He had a twenty and twenty game. Um, I mean, he's been playing some good ball, man. He's been playing some good ball, but in no way, shape, or form am I taking him over SGA or Ja. I got to be real. I, I can't do it. So this start bench cut is one of the toughest ones to me, but I'm starting SGA. I've always been a fan of, of Sha since he's been at Kentucky, since he's been in the league. I remember talking to my man, and I was saying that SGA was the best Kentucky player Kentucky drafted player in the NBA. He was saying Anthony Davis and Devin Booker. I get it. You know what I mean? I like guards, though. And I like guards with a bag. Okay? And SGA's bag is deeper than Devin Booker's bag. Can he score like Devin Booker? I mean, his stats say so. Booker is more of a of an assassin as far as getting buckets. But Shai's, SGA is just more crafty in the way he gets his buckets. Of course, Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. We take nothing away from him. But my favorite Kentucky player in the NBA right now is SGA. I'm starting him. I'm benching John Morant, and I'm cutting Tyrese Halliburton. As much as I don't want to cut Halliburton, I'm doing it. I got to. I can't put him over Jaw right now. And that poster that Jaw had over Wimby was crazy. It was crazy, but we've seen Jaw do that before, though. We've definitely seen Job do that before. Nick's starting to pull away from Chicago right now, 103.95. Yeah, but we've seen that. But if I'm going to start bench cut with them, I'm starting SGA for sure. I'm benching Jai, and I'm cutting Halliburton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Halliburton. I'm really sorry. I don't want to do it to you, but I got to, man. I got to. Uh. Let's see what else we got going on. We're almost halfway through the episode already, and I've just been kind of, I, I really ain't even, you know what I mean? We kind of on a non-docket thing again. We're just kind of rolling with what we got going on. And I want to kind of get into this no-no of the week. And this no-no of the week is crazy. This no-no of the week is definitely crazy because I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> 
and is kind of making his ways around social media right now. If you've been online, you've seen it. It's it's something that I'm I'm really trying to think if I've ever seen it before, but I don't think that I have. I don't think that I have. Because it's just crazy. This no no in the week is going to um <clears throat> the man that leaped over the bench in the Las Vegas courtroom and attacked the judge at his sentence sentencing hearing. Okay. Uh Deborah Redden, 30, a three-time felon, was being sentenced by Judge Mary K. Hothus in Clark County District Court. Now, if you see the video, it's a, I guess it's a guy. His name is Deborah. I don't know why it's spelled that way, but it looked like a guy that was, that was doing this. This dude should be an athlete. If you've seen him jump over this bench and, and get to the judge, you would think that he was Troy Palomalu out here. I never seen nobody jump like that and get to a judge like that. And the way it's making its ways on social media, I've never, me personally, have never seen anything like this before in my life. But when you see a man jump over a table, and I think we've all been in a courtroom before, the judge sits higher than anybody. You have to jump pretty high to get, I mean, and he cleared the judge's table. His legs didn't touch the table or nothing. He literally cleared the whole thing. That's impressive. That's like Olympic-style athlete. That's very impressive. I don't know how he did it. I don't know if his adrenaline was rushing. I'm not sure what it was. But that, to me, is very, very impressive. Uh, fortunately, the judge was not hurt. Um, I believe one of the... Um, Security guards that was there, he did suffer some minor injuries. Jalen Brunson to the cup. Yeah, Knicks pulling away. The Bulls stink. The Knicks should, if the Knicks are who they think they are after with a big three, they should be beat. They should beat the Bulls by twenty. I'm sorry that they should, but um, yeah, there was minor injuries suffered to one of the marshals. Uh, the judge ended up being okay, but if you go back and look at the video, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Deborah Redden, you will go down in history as probably the wildest dude. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I've seen the video. It's definitely a guy. It's definitely not a girl. So I don't know. The name is kind of throwing me off. But you will go down in history as the, the first dude I ever seen attack a judge in a courtroom. Now, we've all seen state property and, and what they did in state property and, and you know, beans and, and having the people come in, baby boy come in there. And, and you know, that's not that's a movie. This was real life that this dude did this in the courtroom. This was real life. Never, never have I ever seen anything like this. Deborah Redden, man, you, you got a lot of guts. Now, now for a fact, they're going to put you under the jail. That, that's definitely for a fact. You might not ever see the light of day. So whatever sentence you was going to get prior to this doing this, and you probably were, okay, Julius Randall got 32, 20 in the second half. He's he going crazy. Whatever sentencing you were going to get, which was probably going to be pretty light for your for your charges, is now way way different. Okay, I mean, it, it's definitely 
I mean, he was about, he was trying to get probation. His attorney was trying to get him probation. And that's the thing. You, you went from going to get probation to catching a whole nother case. You sprint up to the bench, spring yourself over the outstretched arms and tackle the judge to the ground. That's nuts. Like that, that is nuts. I mean, I, you gotta, you gotta have a lot of, um, intestinal fortitude to do something like that. I, I will say that. And, and for that fact, I mean, you'll, you'll go down as a legend, Deborah Retton, you will, but I can't get, you know, I can't get, you know, give you legend status for that. To me, you get the worst. Oh, good pass. Josh Hart, hang time. To me, you get the no, no of the year right now. That might be the, that's probably, I mean, what we just seen and witnessed in that courtroom is probably going to be the wildest thing we've seen all year. If anything more wild happens than that, that's not a good thing. But as of right now, Deborah Retton, you get the no-no of the week. And for you attacking the judge in the courtroom, this no-no goes to you, man, because this is something I just can't go for, man. But this no-no goes to you, Deborah Retton. That no no definitely goes to you, man. That's a wild thing to do. That's a wild thing to do, man. For sure, that's a wild thing to do. But um, yeah, man. Kind of transitioning out of that. Another thing that's kind of making waves out on social media is the Cat Williams interview. Um, on Club Shay Shay. Shout out to Unk. Uh, he. No, he's not on first take tomorrow. He's he's Monday and Tuesdays. Every now and then he makes an appearance on Fridays. But he's not there tomorrow. But his interview on Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams is making is making waves out here. Now and I watched the interview, and of course it's Cat Williams. I mean, we always take Cat Williams as someone to be authentic. He definitely, you know, he's definitely raw, unfiltered. There are no boundaries in what he'll say. And I, you know, he got a lot of viral clips that are going out here about Chris Rock, Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart. Um, he got a lot of viral clips right now that are going that are going around. Um, are they a little bit messy? Yes, they are messy. Um, but nonetheless, that's his story. You know what I mean? And and I believe Cat Williams at all times. But to me, the biggest takeaway. I took from the interview was the fact that the story about him having his last 22,000 on him and him putting that money up. He had $25,000 on him. He put up 22,000 for a stand-up special. Essentially betting on himself. And obviously it worked out because, you know, he's not broke. But that to me that was the biggest takeaway from the interview, man. And and I think people always kind of seem to forget that when in doubt, bet on yourself, man. It's always a good thing to do. This man used his basically his last. He was down to three thousand dollars after he put up his money for his, his special. Twenty-two thousand out of twenty-five thousand for a stand-up special, and it reaped dividends immediately. And I think that that's like to me that's the biggest takeaway, man. Also the fact that he. You know, he hopped on the truck 
uh, at the truck stop, hopped on the truck and went down to Miami to pursue his career. Just like just betting on yourself, man. It's just it's just something that I think that a lot a lot more people should do. And you kind of get of, you know, I think mean, like I said, there's a lot of you know messy things in the interview, and and if you want to concentrate on those things, sure you could do that. But the biggest takeaway I took from that interview was that he believed in himself and what he did, and now he is now getting eight figures for a Netflix special. So that twenty two thousand out of twenty five thousand that he used, um for a stand-up special has now turned into eight figures on Netflix. And it's like, sometimes if you bet on yourself, man, the sky's the limit. You never really know where you can go or what height you could reach. And that, to me, that was like the biggest thing of the interview. Now, granted, he said a lot more in that interview. The interview, I mean, the interview is long. It's almost three hours. It was like two hours and like 46 minutes. It was real. It was a long interview. He said a lot of things. Uh, and it's just something that I just kind of, okay, the Knicks at 114.98. They should beat the Bulls by 20. No Levine, they should beat the Bulls by 20. So if you don't, you know, if you get a chance, definitely tap into um, Club Shay Shay to see this uh this interview um, with Cat Williams. And I'm sure that, you know, Stephen A will definitely talk about this interview as well on the Stephen A. Smith show. Um, he always, he drops three episodes a week, so I'm, I'm pretty sure he's definitely going to tap into this interview as well uh, about Cat Williams. But definitely, man, definitely always bet on yourself, man. When in doubt, double down and bet on yourself. Having belief in yourself is the biggest thing because there's going to be people out here that aren't going to believe in you. And you have got to have enough faith and to put yourself out there, man. Put yourself out there on a limb and just, and just see what happens. You know, I, I know that they always say you get knocked down nine times, get up ten and there's all you know all those type of things when you hit rock bottom there's only nowhere else to go but up and that's understandable so if you bet on yourself and it doesn't work out just know that you will be put back in that position to do the very same thing again if you just keep plugging forward and it's just like with nipsey man the marathon continues man you just got to keep plugging away man you're going to go through all types of emotions um but ultimately you just can't quit and for Cat Williams, I mean, he, he definitely went through a lot. But he kept plugging away. He bet on himself. And he's now doing, you know, 100 city tours. So that was definitely kind of the biggest thing I took away from that interview. Um, but shout out to Cat Williams, man. Definitely, definitely a legend. Definitely a pioneer out here in the comedy streets. And as far as, like, with comedy... You know, I think he's, I don't have him in my top five, but I wouldn't be mad if somebody else did. So let's just clap it up for Cat Williams, man. We'll make it clap. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely, he's not in my top five, but he's probably in my top 10 though. That's for sure. Definitely probably in my top 10. Um, Speaking of like making waves on social media, 
of course, everybody doing their social media end of the year videos and, and posting what they did and, and all this, that, and the third. And I like the videos, but the one thing I'm going to say about those videos is they go too fast. Now, I don't know. I don't know if you're using, if you're using CapCut, shout out to CapCut, uh, sponsor me if you, if you know, if you, if you ever uh, hear this episode, but um, I don't know if you're using that to, to edit the videos and whatnot and what forth, but y'all got to start slowing the videos down. They're going entirely way too fast. Like you're just going way too fast, man. How's somebody supposed to, I mean, how's somebody supposed to see what you did in the, throughout the year if the video is going 100 miles an hour? Like the videos are going so fast. I understand you only got 60 seconds, but if you put in one clip every millisecond, nobody can even see what you did throughout the year. Like we can't see it. At least I can't. And I don't have the best eyes, but still, I, I mean, I mean, I would say I'm partially blind. But you can't see the video. Like, the thing is going so fast. Like, it's unbelievable how fast the videos are going, man. End of the year recaps, man. And some of these I'm kind of interested in. I want to see them. I'm intrigued. I'm not doing one, but I want to see everybody else's. Uh, I guess I should do one. I keep saying I got to put myself more out here socially. Um, I think that, yeah, I think I might do one. I, don't, I might do one. I don't know. I just don't really post on social media all like that. But, yeah, man, I want to see the videos, man. But y'all got them moving way, way too fast, man. So, in the future, end of the year recaps, can we slow them down a little bit, just a little bit? Like, I want to see them. Okay, Knicks end up 116, 100. They, they almost beat them by 20 which I think the Knicks were supposed to do against a, a team that doesn't have their leading scorer. If you supposedly have a big three, which the Knicks supposedly have, at least that's what they're saying, you should be the team without their leading scorer by 20 points, 16. Okay, the Knicks are eighth in the East. The Bulls are 10th. That's what I'm saying. OG Ananobi does not move the needle for me. He just doesn't. I just I I'm I'm just not sold on it, man. I don't know, man. I gotta see more, man. If the Knicks make another trade, then maybe you know if they get Siakam or, or I don't know who else they can get, but I need to see something else. I need to see more from the Knicks. I just need to. Yeah, but if you're doing a social, you know, a, a year end recap, slow the videos down. That's all I'm gonna ask for you. Slow the videos down. Um, and we had a Kanye sighting. On social media, he posted, I think, about maybe five or six pictures. Uh, he put out the new sock shoes or whatever they are. I don't know what they are, but there's shoes that fold up in the socks you can put in your pocket. Uh, he posted some pictures with his wife, Bianca Sensori. I believe that is her name. And I will say this. She was looking all right. She was looking all right, man. And Kanye's famous for saying that, you know, the thing to Kim is a thousand views and only one of me. He might have been right because she looks very good, man. And I'm not just talking about because she was didn't really have nothing on in those pictures, but she looks all right, man. I mean, I was I was a little taken back when she had the blonde hair. She kind of looked kind of goth to me, you know, when I seen her with the blonde hair. But now she got her hair back dark. She looks she looks pretty good. I will say that she looks pretty good. Okay, we got the Lakers versus Miami. 
I don't know what's going on with the Lakers. Ever since they won the end season tournament, they've been downhill for them ever since. Lakers 10th in the West right now. Miami 4th in the East. It was like the Lakers, they kind of put out their energy in the in the winning the end season tournament and forgot the rest of the season is still going on. So is that Kevin Love? Yeah, that's a Kevin Love sighting. Wow. Kevin Love sighting out here. But yeah, man, we it's good. We we love to see Kanye, man. That's somebody we always want to see. We always rooting for Kanye. Anybody that's not rooting for Kanye, you're just a hater out here. And I'm not understanding why. Um uh, he's been nothing but a pioneer for 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 our people. Uh he always stands on business. Kanye is somebody that, you know, as wild as and reckless as he is, his intentions, I believe, are always good. So, um, shout out to Kanye, man. Then we had the Jada Pinkett picture that came out. She was looking like Fat Joe. Everybody thought she was looking like Fat Joe. I thought that was hilarious. Um, shout out to Jada Pinkett. Her and Will Smith, they've been real quiet so far in the new year. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I still don't like how she did Will Smith, but I am liking the fact that, you know, they're not making a lot of waves right now. I'm definitely liking that right now for sure, for sure. Um, what else we got going on? We got about what fifteen minutes left. Uh, in the episode. Uh, let me see what we got, man. Jaime Hawkins out here for the Heat. When I think when I did my pre-draft, um, rankings, I think I did top five players the most upside. I think I had Jaime Hawkins as my sleeper because I watched him at UCLA. He can play. And UCLA runs an isolation offense. They pretty much run an NBA offense. So am I surprised by what Hawkins is doing in the NBA? Not at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, he's 6'8". He can shoot. He can post. He's been playing in the NBA system pretty much his whole career, his whole college life. So I'm not surprised by seeing what he's doing right now with Miami. Not at all. Lakers get it together. Darvin Ham, I don't know what you got going on, but you got to figure it out. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Lakers are kind of taking a little break right now. I mean, they, they put all their they put all their effort and energy into the end season tournament. They did win that, hung the banner up. I think they're kind of on cruise control until the, after the All Star break. So while people think that it's a, a problem, I don't. I think they're still going to be fine. I think if they get into a seven game series with anybody, they're going to be a tough out. However you want to look at it. So. Um, what else do we got going on? I kind of wanted to go into a, uh, I kind of wanted to go into a, this or that segment. And we are actually going to get into that for real. So this, this or that segment is going to be uh power it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be kind of like power themed this this exact segment is gonna be power themed man just for the simple fact that what happened last week still isn't sitting well with me man so so this 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 or that 
power theme segment is going to be between Unique and Kanan. If you could choose to bring one of them back, the choice is yours. If you could bring one of them back between Unique or Kanan in the Power Series, Power Universe, who would it be? Now, after the way Unique died, I was not happy, not at all, especially the fact that his brother did it. And in regards to Kanan dying, um, it was basically his godson, stepson, that caused him to die. So both were done pretty much stabbed in the back by people that they trusted in regards to uh, how they died. And if I had to choose to bring one back to still be in the power universe, it's going to have to be Kanan, man. It's, it has to be. Because I, need, I needed to see what more he was going to do, whether he was going to get revenge on Ghost and Tasha, whether or not he was going to take over, what he was going to do with Tommy, would he potentially be with Tommy in Chicago? Like, I think the Kanan situation could have went a, a bunch of different ways. I just feel that way. I feel like he was a dog. He was a boss. He was aggressive. Um, he wasn't scared of nothing. And he was all about making moves after ever since he got out of jail. Like everything he did once, you know, while he was in jail and getting out of jail, I mean, ultimately it led up to his demise, which he ended up dying for. But had he not died, I think that his story would have been crazy because, I mean, it could have went, I mean, he could have, I mean, it could have went a whole bunch of different ways. I feel like with Unique, shout out to Joey Badass. I'm still mad that, you know, he died, but I feel like with Unique, I think his story was only going to be one way. He was no longer messing with the Italians. He was now with the Chinese dudes getting work. Uh, the story with Rock, could have went somewhere. I think it could have. I think those two could have been a very a powerful couple. I think those two could have been a power couple. And that would have definitely went a long way in the series. But with that being said, though, I still feel like I would not bring him back over Canaan. I just wouldn't. As much as his death hurt me a lot, I, I put Unique's death up there with Kanan's. I put it up there with Proctor. I put it up there with Liliana. I mean, Unique's death was a shocker to me. I mean, if you're looking for shock value, that was a shocker. But I'm still not. I'm still not bringing him back over Kanan. I'm, I just can't do it. So y'all got to let me know, man, if you could bring back one or the other, the choice is yours. Who would you bring back? Would you bring back Unique or would you bring back Kanan into the power universe? For me, it's definitely Kanan. Because I think I kind of I, I wanted to see him get revenge on Tasha and Ghost, man. I think I think that's what I wanted to see. So let me know, man. This, 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 this or that segment is is power themed and it has to do with unique and Kana. Who would you bring back? The choice is yours, unique or Kana.
You can get with this or that, man. Unique or Canaan, man. Talk to me, man. Let me know. Let me know in the comments. Let me know. Drop something. Drop me a line. Let me know who you feeling, man. Who would you bring back in the power universe? Um, what else do we got going on out here? Uh, oh, we definitely okay. So something really crazy happened. Now I know that there's a there's a a whole lot going on with streaming, casting that. Um, streaming is kind of taking over. And I feel like it's a it's a positive thing because it kind of keeps kids out the street. But at the same time, you still want kids to interact outside. But this story right here, um, a 13-year-old, his name is Willis Gibson. <clears throat> he is the first player to officially beat the original Nintendo version of Tetris, which is crazy. Like, I think we've all played Tetris at some point in our life. We've all played Tetris at least once. If you don't know what Tetris is, it's kind of like a game where you kind of got to match the blocks up. Um, as they're falling down, the more blocks you match up, the faster it goes. And, you know, you get to whatever level you can get. And I think I seen the level he was at was like 999,000. Or something crazy. I've never seen a number like that. But uh, he beat the original version of Tetris, which is crazy. Um, his Willis Gibson, a.k.a. Blue Scooty in the gaming world, made it to what gamers call a kill screen. A point where the Tetris code glitches, crashing the game. That might not sound like much of a victory to anyone thinking that only high scores count but it's a highly coveted achievement in the world of video games where records involve pushing hardware and software to their limits if you break a game in a video game that means that you did a lot that means you did something crazy like to break the game like to crash the game break the game is unheard of in the video game world and that's a big deal i mean tetra's been around since i was a kid so this game been around Longer than dude 13. So this game been around longer than he's been alive. Tetris is around since the 80s, I think. And it's a big deal for, for players of Tetris, which many had long considered unbeatable. But that's partly because the game doesn't have a scripted ending. Those four, four block shapes, they just keep following no matter how good you get at stacking them and disappearing the roads. The fact that he found a way to get to the end of that is unheard of you know what i mean like it's unheard of the game always beats everybody but the game did not beat him okay he, he ended up beating this on december 21st he did triggered a kill screen on level 157 which the game of rogue considers a victory like and they basically consider it something along the lines of pushing the software past its own limits uh, Blue Scooty. I wonder how he came up with that name. Blue Scooty. I don't know why where, where that name came from, but to me that that's a, that's a dope name though. That's definitely a dope name. Okay, Max Christie with the three. Max Christie getting playing time. Lakers still need some more youth. I would like to see the Lakers get La Zach Levine though. I'm not even one front. I would like to get see the Lakers get Levine. 
And I forgot the Bulls are without Lonzo and Levine. And supposedly Lonzo is supposed to be healthy and he's supposed to be playing. Uh, well, he's supposed to start running again um, sometime this month. So that's another reason why the Knicks should have won by 20. But I would like to see the Lakers and uh, Rob Palenka make a push for Le- Zach Levine. I'm not really sure who they should give up to get him. But I'm not. That's a terrible pass, Austin Reeves. I'm not giving up Hachimori. That's for one. That's for sure. I'm definitely not giving him up. Pull up LeBron. Pull up Braun. But yeah, man. So shout out to uh, Willis Gibson for beating the video game Tetris, which is unheard of out here. And it kind of takes me back to my video game days, man. And it just goes to show you that there is money to be made in streaming. Video games, there's money. I mean, these kids should be getting paid. That's a charge. These kids should be getting paid, man. They spend a lot of time on video games. Now, somewhere along the lines, they should be getting paid, man. Somewhere along the lines, they should be making some sort of money out here. Um, That's pretty much all we got right now for episode 88, man. We kind of going to get up and out of here. We definitely going to tap in with y'all. Oh, and I got to get back into that Russell Wilson situation. There's still some more things I got to get off my chest about the Russell Russell Wilson situation. And we'll see. Uh, Hopefully I can get into that next episode. But for sure, we definitely going to do that, man. Uh, Other than that, man, we out of here, man. You got it, episode 88. Getting close to that milestone episode. You know what I mean? I I kept it light this episode. I was aggressive last episode. We kept it kind of mild and mellow this episode, man. And we definitely going to get into a little bit more, um, you know, what I said about what I didn't want to talk about last episode. But we're going to get into that a little bit more, though, man, for sure. So I might I might choose violence next episode. We're going to see what happens, man. But, yeah, man, you got it. Episode 88. Jill, we out of here, man. Get with it or get lost. Shout out to new Mayno. Happy birthday, ye. And chose violence. Oh, we're going to get into that Jeffrey Epstein list, too. We're going to get into that next episode, man. I ain't want to get into it too much because right now everything ain't fully, you know, ain't, ain't unsealed yet. We're going to get into that, though. Hasta la Arriba Dirce. Hasta la Vista. New Mano. Shout out to the Web Gang. Shout out Jasmine Brand too. I woke up and chose violence.